Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. Happy Monday to you all out there. I hope you had a great weekend and that you're having a great start to your work week. Or if you're not working this week, if you're on vacation, uh, good for you. But I hope that your week has started great. But for now, we're going to get into some, to some black history. And today on Everyday Black History, we're going to be highlighting a brother by the name of David Stewart. And David Stewart is the chairman and founder of Worldwide Technology and is one of the largest African-American-owned businesses in America. He's one of five black billionaires in America, along with uh, Robert Smith, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, and Jay-Z. Now, um, but he's one of five uh, five uh, black billionaires in America with a net worth of $3.9 billion. And a lot of people don't know who he is, you know. Um, I mean, I, I, for, I for certain didn't know who he was or, or wasn't even aware that there were only five black billionaires um, and uh, five black African-American, uh, five African-American billionaires um, in, you know, in this country. And I didn't know that he was one of them, uh, what he accomplished or what, you know, um, he's, you know, known for in his uh, particular sector. Um, but we're going to do a little uh, background information on him, as we do with everybody on Everyday Black History. He was born uh, in 1951, and he was born in Chicago, Illinois, the son of Dorothy and Harold Stewart. And Dorothy was a homemaker. His dad, uh, Harold, was a mechanic. He grew up in Clinton, Missouri, though. And growing up, he grew up in poverty, and of course, he faced discrimination. Um, he uh, even was quoted as saying, I vividly remember segregation, separate schools, sitting in the balcony at the movie theater, being barred from the public swimming pool. He was, um, he was among a small group of um, high school students, African-American high school students, who integrated the public swimming pool in Clinton, Missouri in 1967. So even at a young age, that you know, interest in civil rights was already sparked because of his experiences. Now, he received his bachelor's degree in business from Central Missouri State University in 1973. Now, after he graduated from college, he worked at a few uh, different companies. He worked at Wagner Electric as a production manager for a year from 1974 to 1975. He was a sales representative at the Missouri Pacific Railroad Company from 75 to 79. And he was a senior account executive at FedEx from 1979 to 1984. And he did so well there at FedEx that he was recognized as the Salesman of the Year. And he was even inducted into the FedEx Hall of Fame in 1981. I had no idea FedEx had a Hall of Fame for their salesman, but he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1981. He even uh, started uh, a few businesses before he led up to um, starting Worldwide Technology. Um, he owned um, transportation business specialists and transportation administrative services uh, before he started Worldwide Technology. He's also the founder of, uh, of TelcoBuy, which is a global technology and supply uh, chain solutions company for, for tech companies. Now, in 1990, uh, he founded Worldwide Technology, which is a systems integrator. And Worldwide Technology is a technology service provider that provides technology, supply chain services with a focus on the enterprise, commercial, 
public and telecom service provider sectors. That's what the website says. Um, it provides planning, procurement, and development of IT products and solution selling. Uh, and solution selling. So you can imagine starting in 1990, that was right, you know, when it was right in the thick of computers. Of course, computers were already around, but it was uh, in the thick of computer of the computer age, right before the dot-com era came around. And uh, so you can imagine that this company, you can already know it was going to be a successful company based off of its its business uh, model. In 1993, Worldwide Technology concentrated its focus on the, inter- on the implementation of enterprise-wide conversion services and, telecommun- and telecommunication networks, which were smart as the internet began to take hold and, you know, um, more people started to use the internet outside of the government, people started to use it in their personal homes. By 1999, Worldwide Technology spun off its telecommunications division to form TelcoBuy, which we just talked about before, TelcoBuy.com, and sales for the two companies continued to grow. Um, even when the dot-com bust happened in 2000 um, and revenues began to slip, you know, they started to feel the, the impact of the technology recession that a lot of companies felt. But yet and still, by 2003, the dot-com boom, uh, bust happened in 2000. And a lot of companies, a lot of those dot-com companies that, that were popular back then were, disappeared by 2001. But yet he was still able to weather that storm and to get through that recession in the tech industry. And by 2003, um, both Worldwide Technology and TelcoBuy.com had combined reported revenues revenues that passed $1 billion. And, uh, he began, and he formed the Worldwide Technology Holding Company as the parent company for both Worldwide Technology and TelcoBuy.com. Last year, Worldwide Technology's revenue was estimated to be greater than $11 billion, which ranks it as the top um, St. Louis uh, private company in Missouri. Now, he, as we mentioned, at a young age, he was already into civil rights and community involvement. And um, that's continued as, you know, at, throughout his whole life. He has served on committees and boards of uh, many different organizations in the Missouri area, um, too many to name, and in many colleges and universities. University of Missouri, Webster University, uh, Harris Stowe State College, um, you know, the Boy Scouts of America even. But he sat on a lot of different communities and boards um, and that were dedicated to African Americans and, um, and African American mentorship. So he's always um, had community involvement, which is very important, you know, especially for the people we highlight. It's very important when they get involved in the communities because their example can help, you know, to to spawn further businessmen and women and, you know, further um, uh, engineers or doctors or people in the science and technology fields, you know, men and women, black men and women in, in the science and technology fields that are lacking, you know, today. So it's important that, you know, he continue his, it's very important that we highlight his continued community involvement in uh, Missouri. He's been honored by many different organizations as well. Um, You know, he was one of the 100 most influential black Americans by Ebony Magazine, uh, one of the 100 leaders for the millennium from the St. Louis Business Journal, Entrepreneur of the Year from Black Enterprise, uh, many, many other organizations that he was um, awarded and honored um, by. 
So um, he says he's still around and only 67, 68 years old. There's still many accomplishments that he can accomplish. Um, so uh, David Stewart, we thank you for your contribution to black history and black culture, and we salute you. Um, no doubt there's you know a lot more information on him um, that you can look up, you know, his family and, and everything and other accomplishments and other boards that he sat on. But we just wanted to give him a shout out because, you know, many people don't know who David Stewart is and what he's accomplished. Um, everybody knows Oprah, everybody knows Jay-Z and Michael Jordan and even Robert Smith for what he did um, with paying for all the students' uh, tuitions in Morehouse. But those are the other four black billionaires that are in America. David Stewart, a lot of people don't know about. So it's important that we highlight him so that people can know who he is and what he'd accomplish and what he's still doing. 3.9 billion is his net worth. So, you know, it's definitely important that we highlight him. But that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. So please continue to tune in as we'll be having more episodes of people and institutions that we'll be highlighting. But as I do in every episode, I want to also make mention of the YouTube page, Everyday Black History. Um, check out my YouTube videos. There's more episodes on the podcast than there are YouTube videos, but you can check out the videos and continue to support. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Everyday Black History. And um, as I mentioned, um, as I've been mentioning for the last you know couple weeks, there's also an ebook that's going to be coming out um, about African American women inventors. And we're also going to start you know producing more merchandise and things like that. So as I mentioned, um, when those things uh, are closer to being uh, when, they, when they're closer to come to fruition then I'll let you know where you can buy them and please support um, and continue to support Everyday Black History so that concludes this episode and stay tuned for the next one